From your friends at Relay FM, this is episode 198 of the Pen Addict podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. This episode is brought to you by the lovely Pen Chalet. What up, Dowdy? What up, Hurley? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Two more episodes to the big two zero zero. What do you think about that? It's crazy. The thing I, I'm really like, I know that the way that this stuff uh, works, um, you know, calendars are always confusing. Mm-hmm. But like, I look at it and I'm like, hang on, one nine eight means only one more episode in between, and I look, and that feels like it would be very close. And I look at my mm-hmm. calendar and it's like, but it's still like two and a bit weeks away. It's very, yeah. it just confuses my brain for a reason I can't understand. I, I will I will uh, allow that because I feel the same way. It's a little bit weird because yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's a mess. But it feels like it should be super close. I know but it's not but it's, super close. It's not, but it's still pretty close. Mm-hmm. Couple of weeks. I'm ready. I'm I mean as ready as I'm gonna be. My body is ready. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I have to room with you, so I'm gonna need some clarification upon your arrival. I think it's best for you not to know. <laughs> Ooh, you're a mess. You're you're just recovering from your last trip, and we're gonna send we're just gonna send you across the pond now uh, again, mm-hmm. like the second time in a month or so. You've uh, you made the cross Atlantic flight, right? Yeah, and I just uh, came back from a trip across Europe. Yep. So I'm I'm a bit frazzled, but that's 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 fine. I can live like that. We're all good. Yep. 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 So we have some great follow up. Oh my gosh, we have a ton. We have a ton of follow-up. This is going to be a very follow-up-y episode. And as we're typing, and I see uh, Mr. Doug Beal in the in the, in the the room, I remembered there's one more link I wanted to add to this uh, document. So we'll see how it goes if we get, uh, if we get there quick enough. So uh, Archie sent us a link um, to an article in the Japan Times. And this is in reference to a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Hobonichi. And the little pink extra was the best way it could be described that they put in there, which is a tissue holder. And me and you were completely befuddled as to why such a thing exists. Well, it turns out that in Japan, there is a real trend, a craze maybe you would call it, of tissue marketing. (laughs) So companies put marketing messages on packs of tissues and then hand them out in like public areas like train stations. So people tend to have tissues with them because they get them for free. So Hobonichi created a little tissue holder for the free tissues that you get. Mm-hmm. All of this, whilst it's now an explanation, does not make it any less weird. <laughs> it doesn't at all. And um, I, did you read this article? Did you, I, did you I, glo- read I glossed it? over it. So it was, a, it was a female named Jacqueline that wrote in. It's basically like a... a you know, it's like a Q&A in this Japan Times where they have a, a someone uh, named Alice who's, you know, just answering questions by by others. And um, this lady, Jacqueline, um, was in the subway and um, saw them handing out the, the tissues, but she was actually refused one. So I, I'm going to read this little snippet here. Where did I go? It says, as for that st- snub you suffered in Shibuya, my guess is you refused not because you're foreign, but because you're female. Tissues handed out by men are often advertising what I'll delicately describe as male-oriented services. Mm. Mr. Shibuya may have assumed you'd be uninterested or worse, offended. Or me, or may, or he may have been acting under explicit instructions not to give his goodies to women and save his supply to men. What do you think they mean there, Mike? Uh, I, I wouldn't possibly know. Yeah, I think they mean it's, it's men have much more runnier noses. 
Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Men have that's bigger a, noses. This this boggles that. I mean, I was good with like the handing out the tissues and the marketing and stuff like that. Then reading a statement like that, I was just like, wait a minute. Different culture, man. Different culture. Maybe their pollen count is as high as I'm. Uh, I'm experiencing right now. So I don't know. But that was amazing. Thank you, Archie, for that link. Um, this link's even more amazing, though. I, I got to admit, Mike. So um, good friend of the show. Um, Rebecca, she sent us this Google Doc because we've been talking recently about, um, you know, compiling the old show notes so we can kind of get a grasp of the overall. We want to we want to kind of recreate like an entry point for new listeners. Right. Mm -hmm. But part of that is we kind of got to go back through these old episodes, get some of the main talking points, kind of collate that information together to be able to present it in a podcast in a coherent way for uh, new users to go in and, um, you know, review that information. Well, Rebecca sent us this link of what she started, this Google Doc. Wh what did you think about this? It's amazing. Like, yeah, I can't believe me? that somebody would go ahead and do something like this. I, so I can't either. It's a Google Doc, which currently includes the first 53 episodes. Um, and it's basically the correct show notes including all of the links um and the descriptions for the first 53 episodes as taken from the web archive that we were talking about last mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. this is an amazing effort and it's a real great uh tool and uh resource to have for now definitely like this is mm -hmm. amazing this lends into another thing that a few people have suggested, and it's something that I think would be really great mm -hmm. if we could set up a wiki. Okay. So I don't know how to do that. Um, okay. So again, I'm going to ask for suggestions from people from a good service we can use, um, because I think a wiki would be a really great thing. We could have the show notes for these episodes in that wiki. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the things that people could do, which I think is really interesting, I've had a few people recommend this, if you wanted to do it, um, is to kind of find a way to end up linking together all of the pens. So find every time that we've spoken about the Zebra Sarasa. That's like the end goal, okay. right? Which yeah, and that's be, what a wiki would be good for, right? Yeah, that, that, but that is like that feels like a very long process mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. get to that point but if we could get to that point wouldn't that be incredible yeah that would be great and starting a document like this which is shareable so anyone who who is listening to old episodes and taking notes look at this doc edit it as you see fit and um you know it, it's at least a great starting point um if not ending point for this because it's so thorough yeah um, this is this is a fantastic place for where we need right now yes but the, the problem is there's there's very little that I can kind of do with this to help the RSS feed. Right, right. But then um, we can take this information and get it into a wiki somehow. And I'm, I'm fine with at least, you know, getting the wiki started. And, you know, we just want to hear, like, people who have set these kind of things up before, if they have, you know, some kind of platform recommendation or, yeah. or anything like that. Any, any, any kind of wiki tools that were, are good for, you know, uh, something like we're trying to create just for ourselves. So yeah, ideally, I would like something that wasn't self-hosted, that it's hosted a hosted Correct. solution, and yes. paying for it is not a problem. Right, right, right. Yeah, but we don't want to self-host this, but no. we are willing to um to to pay for a, a solution because I think it will only benefit everybody. I mean, I think yep. it's just a brilliant idea. Um, 
as we continue to grow, you know, to be able to refer back to those things, that would just be awesome. Yeah. And then that feels like a, a wiki would then be part of where the starter pack episodes would live. Mm-hmm. So the more that I've that we've been going down this road, the more that I think that is the next step to, to get a wiki set up and we'll get some people who are willing to spend some time as well as me and you uh, to trying to fill that out and, and really kind of create a great resource for the community of this show and also people that are just trying to find out an answer to a question which we can probably help provide. Yep, exactly. So thank you for Rebecca for getting this started. Yes. And uh, I, I'll, I'll put the link to, uh, we met in LA. Um, so I put the photo. She just did a, a, a throwback Thursday last week of when her and I met at the, uh, at the bar in, in the LA pin show. So that was awesome. So That's she's super cool. Love her to death. Um, what I don't love to death is the oh new Kaveco, <laughs> the new Kaveco mini converter. So w- here's the thing that, that I do, right? So as we go through the, the week, I add links to things that I want to talk about on the show yeah. to an Apple Notes document and then I drop them into Google Docs when like on the night before the show, right? So we've mm-hmm. got all the things ready. Um and so like I put a few things in. This was in my document. I mean a lot yeah. of the times it's stuff that I see you tweeting about that I think would be fun to talk about on the show. And it one of the things that I saw was this review. This is one of the most ridiculous products I have <laughs> ever seen. So I want to set the stage for people. I think everybody, a lot of the people listening here will be familiar with the Kaveco Mini. So it's the little pocket pen. It's kind of got the the hexagonal design on the cap, right? So it doesn't roll away. You said the Kaveco Mini. It's the Kaveco uh, Sport. Sport. Sorry, sorry. I was looking at the word Mini here. Yeah, I know. There's the classic Sport, the AL Sport. We we know what you mean. I was just uh, correcting. No, that's very good that you did. Um, so yeah, everybody knows what that pen looks like, and I'll put. I'll put a link in the show notes for the people that don't know, like just to, to a, a general kind of idea of the Kaveco Sports. Um, there's always good deals on those pen chalets. Oh, we'll talk about them later, but you know. Awesome pens. Yeah, they're fantastic. I love mine. And everything Kaveco is great except this monstrosity. So one of the problems with the Kaveco is it's so small, it doesn't fit any standard converters, right? Right. Um, so basically you have to use cartridges or some, you know, or you're filling cartridges or whatever, but you are using cartridges because it's so small. It doesn't fit a standard converter. Kaveco make converters for some of their other pens, right? But full size. Full I mean, size for the full size sure. stuff, but there's nothing for the sport for the smaller pens. So they used to have a little squeeze one, right? I think I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of was okay, but I've personally found squeeze converters to not really end up working out so well. Um, yeah, it was especially it, they're hard to fill the capacity, and then when you shrink it down like they did with their squeeze to fit into the, these pens, it just makes it even, they just double down on the badness. Yeah, and again, I found a link to the uh, squeeze converter. Uh, which I'll put in the in the show notes too, so you can go and kind of see this. But mm-hmm. so what they've gone and done is create a converter which is more traditional, uh, in that it's like a little twist mechanism, like a pump filler, right? Mm-hmm. Except it's not. <laughs> they it, it it looks so. This is what confused me. The way they designed the end of it, it looks like it twists, right? It's got mm-hmm. the um. I don't know. I guess you would call that. It's like a type of knurling where it looks like you twist it out. Well, you don't. It's just a straight. It's just a way to get a grip into just a straight pull out and a straight push back in. 
So there's no twisting involved in, in this converter at all, despite the appearance, the design appearance leads you to believe that. And the problem with this thing is it is so small that when that the piston is basically half the size of the full thing, of the full thing, right? Once you've pulled it out. When it's fully extended, yes. When it's fully extended. So the amount of ink that you can put in this thing is a joke. Now, as well as your review, you put a video on Instagram of you filling the pen, which, again, I urge people to go and see, because it gives you an idea of just how little ink can actually fit inside of this converter. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. What's the point of this? This was a very frustrating to review review to do, not not to just write it, but because the product itself was such a pain in the butt to use. I mean, there there were no redeeming values. Uh, you know, I like to I can generally find something good about a product. This one I couldn't um, just because it's just a royal pain to use. Um, it's not intuitive, even though it's a very simple mechanism. It's not intuitive. Um, it leads the way it's designed. It leads you to just like making a mess. Like no one would, no one who's new to fountain pens, they, they would be so frustrated if they went and tried this product as one of the first products they tried, they'd give up fountain pens like forever. So, um, it's, it's just a bad product. And this is their, obviously it took them a while to come out with that squeeze converter at first. They realized pretty quickly that it was a bad product. And so this only came out like what I guess it's been about a year, no more than two. So they wanted to, okay, let's do something different because that first one was junk. Well, this one's this one's just bad. It just doesn't work well. It doesn't fit in the Lilliputs, which I was assumed it did. I, I don't know why I assumed that. I assumed a lot of things about this little this little converter, but um, the one thing I, I'm not assuming, the one thing that's a fact is that it's just not good. <sighs> I, I mean, I hated it because... it. I mean, what drove me the most crazy is when you have that piston fully extended and then you screw it back in the barrel and then the back of the barrel bumps it and it pushes the ink right up through the nib. It's just, it's just a stupid product. Yeah. So like on my AL sport, which it's designed to fit the end of the piston when it's fully expanded, gets pushed back in as you screw in. That's just just flat out poor design. Yeah. So that's how my reviewing went. Um, you know, maybe I didn't do it exactly as you're supposed to do, but it shouldn't be that frustrating of a product to use. So the solutions are several, you know, number one, you just buy short international cartridges, which are luckily starting to come in all kinds of different colors. Diamine, Cron Dash, um, do a wide range of colors. You can just snap them in. What I've always done is taken an empty one of those cartridges and syringe filled it with, from an ink bottle, which isn't the easiest method to do, but God, it's certainly less annoying than this little piston filler. Um, I had a bunch of people in the comments that do all kinds of crazy things. Some people, the, the plastic classic, the, a, the, excuse me, the Kaveco classic, um, the plastic barrel ones, they can be eyedroppered. So people do that. Um, I had one commenter cut, I have had actually a couple commenters modify the short international cartridges, cut off parts of them, epoxy in like part of a sack from like a, you know, like an Esterbrook sack. And that way they fill, they can still syringe fill, but they get a greater ink capacity in the barrel. So there's all kinds of crazy ways to do it. But, you know, I, I'm, there's enough 
options in short international cartridges now where I don't need the frustration of a product like this little mini converter. It's they just could too much make of a pain. something else though, right? Like there is a product that could be made to fulfill this purpose. How, well, you say that, but they're they're clearly o for two. I mean, you say yeah. that, don't you think they know that? And well, so you, far, yeah. they're, they're well, they, for they two. clearly do because they're trying to make something, right? Yeah. But like my my thinking would be something that was a system very similar to eye dropping. Uh, not eye dropping, mm-hmm. sorry, like uh, syringe filling, mm-hmm. right? So that you you create some kind of metal cartridge, which is the shape and dimensions of a uh, international. I don't know, maybe with like a little screw top or something. I, I don't know how it would work. And you, you they would just give you something like a syringe that you could fill it with. Like it just feels like whilst that's not elegant, it mm-hmm. would be the best solution to something like this. Yeah, because something what they did here, they wasted so much space with that piston. Yeah, it's just it's it's nonsensical. And, um, you know, I'd like what would be nice is like I want this converter to work like a vacuum converter. I want to push the piston down yeah. and have it suck in the ink and have the piston like at the end of the barrel. That's how then I it could be the full size of the barrel, couldn't it? Yep. So well, there are, you know, there are many options here, but for whatever reason, they chose probably the worst. <laughs> Because it's just yeah, the pure maybe. amount of ink you get in this thing. Once you've also got an air bubble in it too, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a joke, really. It's bad. It, it's it's a not a good product. That would last most people a day. Yeah, you shouldn't be mm-hmm. filling your pen every day. No. And if you and if you use this pen and you're used to that type of type of writing, you, you you're carrying around extra cartridges cartridges with you anyway. So I mean, something like this isn't isn't going to be a benefit at all. No. What a bad, weird bad, product. Bad. What a it's weird, bad. weird product. From a company that seems to usually get it right, they really, really got it wrong on this one. Yeah, they're, I mean, their pens are great. I mean, yeah. everyone loves their pens. I love their pens. And gosh, I've got too darn many of them. Did anybody so. use it there? Like, <laughs> just, just make it? Like, did anybody actually try and use it? Yeah, with products like this and that squeeze converter, it's like, how do you make this and, and not realize that it's not very good? I got me. You got me. So a product that uh, is very good um, because I, I have it myself and it was actually kind of a, huh, this is pretty good, is the Baron Fig Squire. Did, were you a backer of that on uh, Kickstarter? Yeah. Yeah. Remember last week I spoke about the fact that I thought it was great that they got it all shipped in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So have you gotten yours in while you were gone? No, I don't think mine shipped yet. Or if it has, I haven't seen the shipping notification. Okay. So mine shipped last week and I got to say, this is a really good pen. Um I love the shape of it, the size of it. It's smaller, but it's full enough to be, you know, just like a full size pen. I don't feel that it's a mini pen. Um, it's not extremely long. It's not extremely heavy. Um, the finish of it is well done. The twist mechanism that they use is pretty cool. Um, the shape of it's good. It uses the the Schmidt P eight one two six slash seven rollerball refills that we like um, from the Retro fifty one. I mean, it's just kind of an all around pretty good pen. Um, I, I don't know what else uh, I, I have to say of it. I got a link in the show notes to uh, my buddy Joe's uh, review over at the Gentleman Stationer. He enjoys it. Um, I have a uh, guest review coming on the Pen Addict, uh, hopefully eventually by one of the readers is going to go ahead and, and do a guest review of this pen for the blog. So, I'll, And they enjoy the pen. Um, I 
pretty much uh, kind of across the board price for this pen. So good job by Baron Fig and and making something pretty cool. So I have some observations from looking at Joe's post and also mm-hmm. some questions for you. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Joe mentioned this that the uh, the Schmidt refill was Baron Fig branded. Okay, is that yeah, true? I, well, they, they posted that on the Kickstarter. Or right, one of I their pages. So, yeah, they had that on one of the images. Either I don't know if it was in the project images or one of the update images. That yes, they they definitely did that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the branding on it. What do you think about that? I love the sword. I could do without Baron Fig. Same. I think it's it's um, it's not quite to the jarring level, but it kind of doesn't belong. I, I, I think mean, they should have gone with one or the other. Yeah. I don't like the both. So the the sword on it is awesome. The the packaging, and I am not a packaging guy at all. They did a good job on the packaging. Um, I could generally care less about packaging because that's not what's writing on my paper, right? But they did. It was a great presentation. It looks good. Yeah. Um, love love the sword on the barrel. Don't like the Baron fig on the on the barrel. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how's the twist mechanism? It's great. It's like a little quarter turn click. Click out, click back in, mm. super smooth. Um, I don't know any other pin that's got like this type of thing. It's 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 a very short uh, action, if you will. Um, very quick to deploy and quick to to pull back in. Um, it's a very short. I don't know. Maybe it's a half turn. I don't have it here in front of me, but it's it's a short turn. It's not a it's not a twist. Um, I think this thing is going to end up being a bit of a favorite of mine. They did the balance well and the shape of it. I I, I really. Just from a performance and feel wise, I don't have a single bad thing to say about it. It's really nice because it kind of looks like it. It ticks all the boxes of the Ajoto, right? It's the refill I love in a really nice body. Yes, you know, yes. like I love the Retro Fifty Ones, of course, but mm-hmm. they're, they're it, like you know they 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 are what you pay for them. They're like twenty five bucks a piece or whatever. They they feel good. Some of the mm-hmm. bodies are nicer than others. Some of them you pay a bit more for. But this is mm-hmm. just like a real classy made looking thing yeah I'm, I'm excited to pick one of these up well when yes. it arrives of course I've, i don't know when mine's coming but i hope it's soon yeah i hope it's soon because I, I i'm in, i'm more interested to hear what you think about it than than me because uh, i mean i really enjoy it it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something i carry a lot for sure yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it so what about this this next pin we have in our our links mike um which <laughs> i actually have and you don't but um it's it's uh it's something you did for both of us so why don't you why don't you share yeah so we've spoken about this in the past that um apple have uh worked with retro 51 for their company pens basically in the company store and they were using the hex what's it called the Hexomatic. Hexomatic previously, and I have one of those here. But very recently, they released in the company store uh, in Cupertino. You have to actually physically go there to buy them. Tornadoes, Retro 51 Tornadoes in the four iPhone colors, gold, rose gold, space gray, and silver. And uh, George Dow, who works at iMore, um, she recently got all four of them uh, and unboxed them. <laughs> and I put a video in and it, I kind of got into a conversation with people and I've had this conversation with a couple of friends who like Apple stuff recently about these pens because it's interesting to me uh, because it, they're not just your everyday run-of-the-mill pens. People say to me, oh, are these good? It's like, yeah, no, it's one of my very favorite pens. Mm-hmm. Um, I still really want to know how this came to be. Like, please, if you're out there, just let me know. Uh, I will not say anything on the show if you don't want me to. I just really want to know how this happened because it just feels to me that 
this isn't an accident. Like whoever has ordered these pens and has started this partnership must know about this stuff. They must be a pen addict. And I would just, I just really want to know now uh, because it's, this is just a very interesting thing to me. This wasn't a one-off. This is clearly a partnership. This is now the second pen line that Apple have used from Retro 51 to do this. Um, and I, uh, a, a good friend and uh, Mr. Steve Wilson, who works at Apple on the podcast team, he sent me a, a email a couple of weeks ago and he with a picture. He's like, are these good pens? Like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, let me tell you all about it. So he bought me and you one uh, mm. and sent them to us. Um, yes. I opted for rose gold. Mm-hmm. And you you have one too, right? What color did I, did we get for you? Silver. Silver. And yeah. Mr. Jason Snell was in the Cupertino. He was at Apple a couple of days ago, and he's picked me up another one. I don't know what color <laughs> there. Uh, just because I love these, and I wanted to get a rose gold one because it was very different. And I'm really excited to I'll be picking this up in Atlanta. Uh, I just think that this is so awesome. Like, it's one of my favorite pens and my favorite company together sure. in one little beautiful package. So I have this guilt about using mine. Like I'm refusing to use mine until I give you yours. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. They're sitting in my closet, still in the box, it's still in the bag that Steven shipped us, shipped it to us in, and um, I, I just totally feel guilty using it before I'm able to give you yours. So they're still sitting here. Um, I did look at them. I was like, "Ooh, this looks nice." <laughs> and that, that was about it. I haven't used them yet uh, or at all. So uh, I, I look forward to it. So I'm sure we'll talk about them when we uh, when we crack them open. Yeah, this is. I just think this is so cool. It's such a great little pairing for me. Like it yeah. couldn't be more me, right? Right, right. So whoever, whoever decided on this partnership, it was it was an intentional thing. I mean, they they did. You just don't run across Retro Fifty One and go, yeah, let's I make some promotional so. pins with them. Someone, someone, someone's dialed in a little bit on uh, on what's good, and uh, I they've definitely uh, worked some stuff out very, very yeah. well. I don't. I mean, I'd like to think, but I don't necessarily think they listen to the show. But they no, they yeah. know what they're doing. Yes, that's that's the thing that interests me the most about this. Yeah. is that they know what they're ordering, they know what they're doing. So, well, it's kind of what they do, right? I mean, it's I, their job. I really want to know. <laughs> Just really want to know. <laughs> what would be cool to see in the store is one of those um, aluminium bics, like was on Kickstarter because we I, we have this link in the show notes um for the for the big crystal lovers which of all people johnny gamber uh the pencil the pencil revolution himself one man revolution um invited me to and this is an amazing group it's on facebook it's big crystal lovers and we'll share the link um in in the show notes to everyone i i get a lot of enjoyment out of old school bix um because they did some unique things in the past, like in the seventies and eighties with the like extra fine ballpoints. The accountant ballpoint is one of my favorite, um, favorite bics that have ever been created. Um, and this is just like a fun little group that, uh, they did. So seeing like a, um, one of those aluminum barrel bics, I could see that like being on Johnny Ives desk and they need to get that down to the, uh, to the shop one day as well. So, um, <laughs> what were you ever a big guy when you were growing up did you ever just like get into the i mean two, you can't not bics? be here they're, yeah. they're everywhere it is the yeah. pen that you use yeah. they're in all stores they're in all companies boxes and boxes of them at yeah. school like you know 
If you've used a pen in the UK, you've used a Bic crystal. Yeah. So like the old yellow, I mean, there's something to say about tradition, even though I don't use these very much now. I mean, I have a few crystals laying around, but seeing the old school yellow barrel Bics or the accountant Bics just really brings back fond memories and um, I, I enjoy them. So it, it, it's cool to see something like this. And I thought this uh, this group was hilarious when um, Johnny invited me to it. So uh, well done, <laughs> Bic crystal lovers. It's awesome. Talking about cool pens, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at the Pen Chalet. They sell everything you're looking for. Rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. And they have all the brands that you're looking for, too. I was talking about Kaveco's earlier. I went to Pen Chalet, found the links, put them in the show notes, because they have everything. And they have some really cool Kaveco's as well, stuff that you don't see everywhere else. But they have Monteverdi, Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor. They have all of the brands that you're looking for, all of the stuff that we talk about on the show every single week. They're always doing great discounts, but everything is so well-priced there because this is important to them. This is all part of the overall customer service that Pen Chalet strive to give to all of their customers. This is something they really believe in. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They have free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They also sell internationally. They have great shipping rates. They try and do their best to get you your stuff at a fair price. And with that also comes the great deals that we have every week. So go to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer, and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. So when I, if you want to go and buy one of those lovely Kavecos, go hit that link, uh, hit the penaddict password right at the very top where it says podcast. You'll get your 10% coupon that you can use on anything. But this week's special offer is for something I'd not heard about before, but I went and took a look at it. But this is such a fantastic deal. This is for the Monteverde Mountains of the World ballpoint in the Mount Kilimanjaro style. This pen retails for $65. Ron at Pen Chalet is going to give it to you for $10. It's nothing. Yeah, I didn't see that at first. I was like looking at the pin. I was like, oh, that's an interesting pattern on the pin. And then I, I looked at the price. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was only $10. This that's is one cool. of those pens that you buy as gifts for people. It's got that look about it, you know? Yeah. So Ron also carries a pen that I reviewed years ago on the Pen Addict and loved it and still love it to this day, but don't use it enough is the Monteverte Poquito, the XL stylus ballpoint pen it's a small little pocket pen um it's only eight bucks but it does an amazing it's an amazing writer um amazing feel it's kind of like the uh Kaveco lilliput ballpoint but a little bit bigger um I, these are great and they have this cool blue oh graphite gray sold out oh but um they have some cool um this poquito is a legitimately good pen um especially for the price and like we were talking about the Kavecos for um with the the converters that you shouldn't buy what you should buy is these art sport cavecos that ron still happens to have um that that are really really cool um, yeah that retail at 135 but with all of our lovely discounts you can get for just 72 dollars and 90 cents yeah. which is crazy it looks like yeah it looks like the red one's the only one left which is actually one of the better looking looking ones anyway so yeah awesome stuff from ron at penchalet thank you so much yeah as always we we love the penchalet and keep listening uh, we're working on something really mm. special with mm. the Pen Chalet in the coming weeks. So you want to keep an ear out for that. I'm really excited. Ron has gone all out to help us celebrate our 200. <laughs> I get these cryptic emails from Ron. He's like, hey, send me this. And that's like all it says. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know what he's doing. Him, and then no response. So I'm like, 
<laughs> he's killing me. He's killing me. But uh, he's an awesome supporter of the show, awesome supporter of the community. And uh, thank you very much, Ron, for everything you do for us. No doubt. So the the big crystal lovers aren't the only one to get on the on the Facebook group game. I've been asked a bunch of times recently, like in the past several weeks, create a panatic Facebook group, create a panatic Facebook group, and I wasn't against it. I've just never gotten around to doing it. Well, seeing the big group and had a, some time this morning, I I created a group on um on Facebook for anyone who's interested, um called Panatics Worldwide, and we'll have the link in the show notes. Um, people, you know, who are on um on Facebook, you know, want to uh, join groups where they can talk about things that they're into and talk about them with like-minded people, just like the guys on the Erasable podcast have a. They crossed uh, over a thousand members to their uh, to their podcast group, um, which is just fantastic. And uh, I was asked several times to do this, and uh, it is now live, so you can join the the Pin Attic Facebook group, and uh, I will I will see you there. Look at that. Yeah. So you have the Slack. Mm-hmm. So why did you? Why do you now have this too? Uh, it's completely different. I, I don't think there there's like probably hardly any crossover at all. There's people that live on Facebook and, and want to be in there all day and, and use it as a platform for different uh-huh. things. And just to give them that opportunity, like the, the emails I was getting or the messages I was getting were basically like, hey, I want to be able to eventually find people in my area that maybe we can meet up with and, you know, go and talk about pins and things like that. So that was kind of the impetus behind it. Um, even though it'll be, you know, just kind of a general group, you know, it allows people to, to meet up other people in their area that they, they may not have uh, known were also into the stationary thing that we are. It's a completely different platform. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. I just, I just wonder like, you know, managing all of it. So you got a real community going on here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun to do. I mean, the Slack doesn't take much management, fortunately. I did take down the auto sign up thing, but just like the Facebook thing, you know, you just have to send me an email. I'll send you the invite or in the case of Facebook, I just click approve. I'd just rather do that than just have things wide open, you know, yeah. make sure if someone wants is going to take the time to like send in the email or, you know ask for membership, you know, then I'll, I'll do it. But anyone who's just like doing a flyby and jumping in for just random reasons, it, there's kind of no point in that. So I'm not trying to keep people out. I'm just trying to keep it kind of normalized, I guess. I don't want it to be all of a sudden, you know, a million users, which I know it would never be. And I don't care about the the numbers, but I just don't want it to be just kind of a wide open free for all in, in either place. Cool. So, yep. So another thing, <laughs> And there's more. So I'm, I'm adding more to the schedule at, at, at the blog, which I have been wanting to do for a while. You know, I talk about that ever since I've, I've left, um, left my J job and doing this full time, adding content to the blog itself. And I've been wanting to do this Q and a, um, like a weekly Q and a, and I found some software that integrates with the blog really nicely. So I think I'm going to try to do this like every week. Um, I launched the first one last week. It was kind of quiet, you know, maybe 15 or 20 questions. But it's cool because I can put them on the blog. They live there permanently. You know, they don't go away. So you can, you know, they're basically like a blog post by date. And there's like a whole embedded Q&A where everyone can see the questions and answers and go back and look at them at later dates. And uh, what what do you think about something like this? I think it's really cool. Um yeah. Are you planning on just opening up the questions at certain times, or do you would you yeah. want people to be submitting questions and then you answer them at a certain time? I haven't figured it out. Right now, I'm doing it at a certain time, so like, I don't have a permanent schedule for this yet. I want to do it once a week for an hour a week, where I'm available. That's the window where I'm answering the questions, but I can also open it up for people to submit questions earlier 
and then I can I can get them then. But I also kind of like the almost live feeling of it where people come and ask at that time. Um, but so I'm thinking of like if I open it up two or three hours earlier, something like that may work. Still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure out what the right schedule is for me. And it'll probably move. It's probably not always going to be at Thursday at four o'clock or whatever. It'll be kind of a moving target depending on what my schedule is like during the week. But I think it's fun because you can just kind of hit some hit some questions here real quick that uh, people are interested in. They can just jump in and it's, and it's a real easy format to handle. So I, I'm enjoying that so far. The test went good a couple weeks ago, so I brought it live last week and that went good. So now I'll, I'll just keep going with it. Cool. Nice yep. job, man. Thank you, sir. But that's not all, though. you got some other <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, shirts and Sharpies. Shirts, shirts and, and Sharpies. sharpies. <laughs> so I'm wearing my shirt today, actually, <laughs> which I just randomly. Um, so I finally got in the shirts They came out great. Um, Sharpies came out great too. I wanted some orange Sharpie logo pins. I've always followed like artists who have their own Sharpie and I thought that was the coolest thing. So I wanted my own Sharpie. How did you get this? (laughs) What do you mean? How did I get this? How do you, how does that happen? How do you get branded Sharpies? Where do they come from? Well, one, actually one of the advertisers on my blog brought it to my attention, cheappins.com. So, and I worked with them And once I saw they had Sharpies, I knew that I wanted them. And then I saw that orange Sharpies were an option. Well, that was a done deal. So that's where I got them from. What was the website? Cheappins.com. So they They, print on them? Yep. Huh, that's kind of cool. They they came out really good. Yeah, they look great. Yep. Okay. Cheap promotional pens. Yep, they came out good. That's real cool, man. And the shirts came out great too. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. So you went orange. Yes. Uh, psh, yeah. I could have gone. The other option was black with the the black sharpie with the orange print. Um, that might be cool. Maybe that'll be round two if I do a, do another one. Yeah, the the shirts look great. I mean, it's this is the logo, right? I'm looking forward to picking yep. one up. I understand that they're being held aside from me in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, and they're like a bright orange, like kind of like our our episode one hundred, um, orange shirt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in that in that colorway. It's kind of bright, kind of kind of cool. I really really like how they turned out, comfy. So yeah, got all the stuff going, man. I'm uh, I'm a busy bee. And but, uh, fishing vest, pins, and stickers. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot over about at that. I forgot about that. Yeah, so our pins came in. There are enamel like lapel pins, except they're huge. Um. They're like two inch lapel pins, so they're really nice and heavy, and the colors came out good, and all the pins and everything pop in the little notebook. Um, I have one in my backpack right now, and the we got a matching sticker to go with it, and uh, just a new Notco sticker um, with a, a a phrase we like to use for our, our paper lineup: "Start with the first leather." So, uh, so the, they came out really good, really good. Um, we we're having those. We got them in early for Atlanta, so we decided to just pop them up on the shop for anyone who was interested. And so. Uh, they're they're cool. They've uh, gotten good response so far, and I'm really really happy with how they turned out. I'm looking forward to getting one of those stickers on my iPad. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna look great. Yep. Should we finish up with some Ask EPA today? Let's do it. We got a bunch of good questions, and um, I want to add in. Remind me at the end. I've got one from Doug Beal that I need to grab out of my uh, my Twitter feed because it's a good one. I have something to say about that. Right. So the first one this this was the hot the hot uh, Twitter action last week um mr neil himself i am assuming you know who that is it's neil gaiman right 
Yes. So he's a huge fountain pen fan, which this is well known. And his favorite pen, and he uses it at book signings, is the Pilot 823, which is the big pilot. It's one of the best pens. It, it's a fantastic pen. So he he posted out a tweet. It says, after about a million signatures, it's time for a Pilot it's time for Pilot 823 to get TLC. Should I go to Pilot or a pen repair a pen repair repair place? Woo. That's a difficult Easier combination. For me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um um a bunch of people were adding me in, like, you know, to to see the tweet and you know, my recommendation, and I think most people recommendations is you want to go to a pen repair golly. Pen <laughs> repair place <laughs> pen repair place um just because you can get that uh um extra little tlc real direct involvement not that pilot wouldn't do anything you know wrong with it but you don't know who's working on the pen you don't know what their experience is you don't know how long it's going to take with a pen repair place you can get um you know more customized work done you can ask more direct questions and have you know just kind of a better one-on-one situation for your beloved pen this is his signature writing pen right for all of his book signings so it's an important pen to him so he wants it uh to be to be worked on well so uh hopefully that's what he what he did not that sending back to pilot was is anything wrong but there's kind of no point um in sending that a pen like this back to pilot. Um, I don't know what they would do anything better than what you could get from a Nibmeister or something like that. So um, I thought that was pretty cool, but I would definitely recommend going, going to a local or, you know, regional pen repair shop, um, sending it out to them. Just find your local repair place and they'll they'll repair it all up nicely for you. Yeah. Second question from uh, Casey coffee geek. Can I put regular stainless steel Lamy nibs on my 2000? And the answer is no. Those are different shaped nibs. The gold nib has, it's a very small nib um, that you have to kind of, it has to fit correctly under the barrel design. So those um, regular, anything that goes on the Safari, AL Star, Studio, any of that shaped nib, which is actually consistent across the product line, all the way up to the Dialog 3, none of those are going to fit in the 2000. The 2000 is a unique nib of its own. um, And you have to order those I don't know that any of our favorite resellers like Goulet or Anderson or any of those that are like really into um, the the brands carry 2000 replacement nibs. I think you have to probably order those straight from Lamy would be my guess. So I'd be interested to know why KC wanted to do this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My thinking would be that there is maybe some nib work needed on that nib because possibly. Those nibs are fantastic. I mean, I would, I would oh, yeah. be, I would wonder why you'd want to replace it with another Lamy nib, right? That, yeah, that seems like an interesting kind of peculiar choice. I think mm-hmm. so. Maybe because I know that you know we've spoken about this in the past. The two thousand can be a little bit, uh, not so sure what you're going to get, right? Like you sure. can get a good one or a bad one. Um, yes. So may, I I would suggest maybe just trying to get some work done on the nib if you feel like it needs to be changed in some way, as opposed to trying to find a new one or a replacement. Yeah, exactly. I, I would totally agree with that. And um, yeah, you just gotta you might have to get your two thousand nib worked on, which a lot of people <laughs> have had to get their two thousand. Yeah, nib I was very on. lucky that mine came out practically perfect. Yep. 
Yep, yep. Um, next one's from Mark Yeager says, I'll be in London this summer. What are the can't miss pen and or stationary stores? Do you have any comment on this, Mike? Because <laughs> I, I kind of have a decent answer. Yeah. Um, from from our friend Tessa, who runs all things stationary, she keeps a stationary map of the world. Um, and that's where I point people to all the time when they're looking for something regional and she's kind of tracked them. But do you have any any comment on this? Well, my comment was is about this map, actually, because it's quite funny. Ah. A couple of weeks ago when uh, I met Andy and we went for a drink with Tessa and we were talking about the state of things in London stationary wise. And I was like, I don't really know of anything. And she's like, you haven't looked at my map. Because there is so many interesting <laughs> stores here in London uh, mm-hmm. that I had no idea even existed. And my excuse uh, is I'm much more tied into the US scene than mm-hmm. the UK scene, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, but this this stationary map isn't just London. Uh, there are really interesting stores all over the world on Tessa's map. Um, yeah, so and I think she she takes take feedback. She takes feedback to add more. So I not only did I send this link to Mark, I had already sent it out like once or twice earlier in the week for people looking for something in some area. I was like, go check out this map. So it, it's a really cool resource that she she set up. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it is fantastic, and she really knows her stuff. So. All right, so I found this question from uh, our good friend and uh, title champion Doug Beal. He says the Tom Ben Field Journal is back. In the same class as the Notco portfolio? Question mark. Uh, probably need both. Yes, you're going to need both, Doug. Um, it's it's going to be different than our folio. Our, fo- our folio is way different. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I have this field journal. It's sitting here um, in my desk. I've just been waiting for them to release it to um, work on my review for it. So they did the field journal way back in the day. We'll have to search for the link on my on, on panatic.com, Mike, I did a review of the Tom Benfield journal, great little product, and they went, did away with it. I'm not sure why, but they had such a clamoring for them to bring it back that they are reintroducing it a little bit of a redesign. And they sent me one to check out. Um, I knew it was launching at the end of this month. And now that we're at the end of this month, um, I can, uh, work on my view, review. So I have the whole setup of the the Tom Benfield journal, all the different papers, all the different inserts, um, all the different um, little pin holders and things like that. So I'll start teasing out some picks and answering questions on that as I'm working on my review, which will hopefully be up in a couple of weeks. So that's why I wanted to mention that because... What are your top level thoughts of this product though? Um, it's really good. Uh, top level, it's really good. It's not like a useful product. That's not something I would use every day, but for someone who needs that kind of setup, it's totally useful and really, really nice. Um, so it allows you, it has a, um, the inside, it's like a ring binder on the inside. So they actually sell and provide a bunch of nice papers. Like I think I have some of the crane papers or some of the ones that they sent us. They sent me like three or four packs of papers to use in it. You can buy all different kinds of papers, but you can also, um, you know, punch your own if yeah. you have a specific paper that Just you buy like. A standard three hole punch and you'll be right. Off it's to not the a races. standard three hole punch. I'll have to oh, look okay. at the shape and see what the standards are. It's not a three hole punch though. It's it's at least six rings. Um so I'll I'll have to look and see what that format oh, really? is. Really? The pictures show mm-hmm. three. Oh am I blind then? Yeah. Okay. Then maybe then even better. Yeah. So um and I mean the quality is amazing. I mean everything yeah, that they right. make is is elite it's like on the elite tier of the quality scale you don't get much better quality than what they do i mean for me personally that's why i reviewed the last one 
I said, I enjoyed it. It's a great product. It's not a product I would use. So I gave it away and maybe we'll do the same thing with this one because it's just not something that fits my writing style. But in this case, it doesn't mean it's not an amazing product because it really, really is. Yeah, they got a sick orange as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the orange one. I think I want to say mine's navy blue. I haven't taken it out yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it is so cool. It, it's really cool. They, I love Tom Ben, and I'm going to be doing some reviews for some of their products uh, very, very soon, including this and not limited, included, but not limited to this, Michael. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Doug, Doug just... Uh, Doug just dropped in another Ask TPA last night, which I didn't ask. I pulled it up on his Twitter feed, getting this Tom Ben one. He says, what do you think of Folger own nib at the show? Just need Coke can pliers and a nib holder. I will try it out and report back. Okay, you do that, Doug. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Doug's, Doug's going to be uh, folding his own nibs um, out of aluminum cans at the uh, pin show. Wow. So uh, everyone bring those to Doug. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can see that in person. So next week is episode 199. So it is the last episode before the pen show. Uh, I want to do some Ask TPA pen show related stuff next week. So if you're coming to the show or you have any questions about the show, uh, just tweet them at us with the hashtag AskTPA um, and we'll hopefully get some time next week to address some of those uh, in episode 199 before we pass the next massive milestone. Yeah, so that's our next show. Um, and then... The following week, we would normally record on Wednesday. We're mm-hmm. going to hold that all the way till Saturday night. And we don't, we can't, that's when we're going to record 200. Yep. We don't know when that'll actually post. Maybe Sunday? Uh, we're- the very latest Sunday. Okay. The very latest it, it, Sunday. To be honest, I could probably have it out Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just because there's very little you can do uh, editing wise to a live show. That's true. That's right? true. So I you can't just gotta- cut out cross talk because it's on all the mics. True. So really, it's just a little bit of mastering, putting the music in and uploading it. So it okay, will be so either Saturday or early Sunday. Uh, the episode 200 will be live in the feed. And then we'll have all the video, which, you know, as we've, as we've last time, will take a few weeks to put together. Um, and then we'll put that out yeah. as well. For oh, for sure. Yeah, that'll be May before the video is ready. Mm-hmm. Easily, mm-hmm. easily. But um, still a pretty impressive time frame for how quick they turned that around last year. So yeah. and it's going to be the same group this year because um, they did a fantastic job. So, yeah, if you have any pinch atlanta specific questions you need to get them in for next week because if if it's not next week's show um the following week will be the atlanta pin show show so um get them in we'd love to hear from you hashtag ask tpa on uh, twitter and uh, we we get them all straight into a document it's uh it's fun to go through that stuff because some great questions yeah so excited yep if you want to find the show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 198. There's a bunch of really cool stuff in there this week. If you want to find Brad online, head on over to penaddict.com or knock.co. He is at dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Um, and he is also penaddict on Instagram. Uh, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and all the social services that you'd care to take a look at. Thanks again to the great people over at the Pen Chalet for helping make this show possible. And also a massive thank you to everybody that is a member of Relay FM or the Pen Addict um, and helps support both me and Brad uh, and everyone here at Relay FM. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. And you can find out more about that by going to relay.fm slash membership and you can find out more about Relay FM memberships there. Uh, uh, but until next week, Mr. Dowdyism, mm-hmm. I must say goodbye. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Oh, you just said it on your own this time. Yeah.
I don't know. I, I'm just so in tune to to what you want to do. I, I go to bed at night. I say, good night, Brad. <laughs>